Hi everyone and welcome back to another Parliamental. Anne, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I am good. Let's go <laughs> Parliamental. Okay. Now the last time I spoke to you Anne, we were in the Pugin Tea Rooms in Westminster. <laughs> and I've got a big question which was just how tasty was that cream tea? <laughs> I never had a cream tea, what are you talking about? You're imagining things. <laughs> yeah, I was just uh, actually telling my mum about that today when she was trying to give me a scone with cream and jam and I said no I've done that this week um, yeah no it was good you, um, you and Paula came, well you know this but the listeners don't know this you T and Paula tell came me down more. Tell me more. you and Paula came down to yeah. London mm -hmm. and you came down to London to climb the O2 as you do you know normal stuff Regular. Had you told me beforehand, obviously I'd have come with you and climbed it <laughs> with you. <laughs> Not. Um, and then uh, in the couple of hours you had between that and your flight, popped into Westminster. So that was really, it was really funny seeing you there. It was, it was, it was pretty mad to see you <laughs> in your work environment. Um, but it was also interesting to me because I had to pick an outfit that I felt was both parliamentary and climby. You know, get fully strapped in with this, like these big hooks and all that sort of stuff, and claim the O2, and then you're messaging me saying, "When are you going to be here?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I'm up top of the O2." <laughs> oh, you never told me that. Were you actually replying from the top of the oh, O2? You, you're allowed to get your phone out at the very top of the O2. Oh wow! Not from halfway up, it only at the top. I think it'd be ironic if O2 didn't let you get your phone out. But, <laughs> yeah, um, that would be a bit strange. But it was it was a pretty cool experience. So thanks for having me in for tea in the Pugin oh, Rooms. Sorry. And if no one's seen the Pugin Rooms, it's um, made entirely of wood panel. <laughs> it's, it's terribly posh. It's tiny wee room, really tall, loads of wood panels, and the cream teas are amazing. Ginormous oh. chandelier, which I would never sit under because it would kill you if it fell on top of you. Mm. And um, if you if you're lucky enough to get into the window seats, you've got a view right over the Thames. It's very nice. I I like going there because um because it's sort of just inside the House of Lords, and you can tell that because the carpet in the corridor is red. I didn't notice that. It's, it's ah, bit, did I not point that out no, to you? No, there was a, a, a Labour Lord sitting behind me, which I noticed. Well, I always feel that I'm not supposed to be in there. The likes of me shouldn't be in there, that's why I go in. <laughs> um, who was the Labour Lord that was... Was it not oh, Fult? George, George Fultz. Fultz. Fultz, Fultz, Fultz. <laughs> yeah. so he, was, he was behind me, so... Yeah. Um, that was pretty... It was the, but the cream tea was amazing, honestly. I can highly recommend it if anyone gets a <laughs> chance to go. And the staff are lovely, go. aren't they? So nice. And I just told everybody we bumped into, they've just climbed the O2, you know. <laughs> Well, also when I was down there, I noticed um, just how far you have to walk to get to the chamber. How am I not a size eight? How was, is that possible? It's like it was like the end of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. You had to like <laughs> only the penitent man was going to make it to the chamber. It it's one of the many things that drives me mad about that place. It was meant. To, it, it wasn't even just the distance. It was like the kind of the back end of nowhereness that, that mm. it felt like. It really felt like you were walking through like fifteen different places to get yeah. there. So have you ever been caught out with that? Have you ever been caught out with like, in a last minute call? There's a vote and you have to like run down. Um, well, my office, I don't often work in my office because it is so far away. And, you know, it, it's it's if you're walking, if I'm walking normally, it's about seven minutes walk. So as you will have noticed, um, there's lots of bitty things that you have to do. So you have to be at things and then you've got half an hour free uh, to do sitting down at your desk work. Well, if you've got to take 15 minutes out of that then you've only got 15 minutes at your desk so I tend to just work in the library or uh, whatever so um, but I used to work at my desk and then uh, the division bell went which is ding 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 telling you it's time to vote and you've got eight minutes to get to the chamber and um, I really had to just stop and drop everything because I didn't know at that point how long it took and I bombed it along and I managed. I got there. I got there with about a minute to spare, but I was going really fast and 
almost induced a heart attack <laughs> myself. But you, you must really, you must really have to run because it is. Um, it's quite funny. I quite enjoyed that wee walk. <laughs> well, normally, you know, and the other thing is, I don't know which way uh, you you were taken um, because it was Angus in my office that took you the walk from my office to the chamber. But I don't know if you went into the bit that looks like a morgue. It looked like the access dock to a Tesco. We went in through this weird kind oh, of no, no, tiled no, corridor and then... Yeah. But not a, the, not, not a nice tiled corridor, like a kind of gri- like serious yeah. gurney, like you're saying, kind of morgue kind of feel. And you've got to press a button to get through this door, and then yeah. you've got to stand back through for this automatic door, then you've got to get your pass for another door, and oh man, and if you go the wrong way, you're in the kitchen or you're in the post office. Um, and I always thought it just looked like uh, the mortuary, and I'm sure I saw, I'm sure they used that corridor to film scenes in casualty ones, but mm-hmm. uh, no, they never. Uh, I'm just making that <laughs> up. But that's what it feels like to me anyway so it is uh, yeah I mean that is my biggest frustration I've been saying that a lot this week going from place to place uh, to go to things that you can only stay at for five minutes anyway and I'm I'm looking at that again because I think you know I really need I really need to sort that out because it's too much to and fro and you never really get to concentrate on anything for terribly long. Yeah it takes you time to get in a gear by the time Mm. you after you've done that walk Um, but also we saw you in action you're chairing a session on the Congo Mm. Um, in Parliament, which was um, really interesting to see mm. you sort of chairing the committee, chairing, chairing the <laughs> session. Um, and it was some pretty hard stories that you're hearing about from, yeah. from people who've experienced a lot of really kind of, well, abuse basically in the Congo. So, yeah. And we had to cut out early from that to get the, the plane back up. But it was really interesting to see you kind of at work in this really grandiose chamber. Yeah, it was great fun. <laughs> it was great fun. And also, I kind of highlight for me before it though was getting into the gallery. Yeah. Which was very cool in the Commons. I've never been in the Commons before. And, um, Did you get into the bit that wasn't behind the glass? Yes, we weren't. Oh we my got, goodness, they so let you ma- in there. You get so many <laughs> evil eyes from people behind the glass. Like, how do you get behind the glass? <laughs> it's like it's the same view. It's, it's just like six it's feet to the It's the same left. view, but you're actually in the same room as uh, as the MPs. Mm-hmm. So you you can feel and you can feel and soak up the atmosphere. Whereas the the most people are behind the big glass. Mm-hmm. It never used to be behind glass. I wonder what... Oh, no, I do know what it happened. It was Tony Blair, wasn't it? Tony Blair got hit uh, with um, some powder or something. Yeah. And then they put the glass up. But I'd, but I'd never seen... Because you only see on TV, you never see up the way. So I'd no, never realised how mm. kind of... You, we were sitting on top of the Tories, basically. And we mm. get instructed on the way in, like, don't lean forward, you can't see the government. Which was a total lie. Because <laughs> if you just lean forward an inch, you can you see can the government. See, I think yeah. he's telling us just not, don't, don't swing off the banister, basically. But the other thing is, you can go in the other side so that you're looking at the government. Mm. It just tends to be that the opposition want to... People who come in with a member of one of the opposition parties want to see the members yeah. of mm-hmm. the opposition. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, next time, you should try both sides. And yeah. Then well, you can have a wee glare at George Osborne or somebody if he's, if he's it was, there. And it was strange to, to see, strange to see all these people in the flesh. I was like, oh, look. No. Well, I found it really difficult. Not really difficult. I found it really strange at first when I first got elected. I would be sitting on the benches looking at George Osborne and David Cameron thinking... I was I was so surprised to see it was almost as if to my mind previously they weren't actually real people they didn't actually exist and it just seemed you know, really odd I genuinely got that feeling when Ian Duncan Smith walked in mm. and I thought wow there's a guy who's done so much horrible stuff mm. and a guy who'd been Easter House and kind of you know but you know in a way that you thought like maybe he's about to maybe he's about to no he didn't he didn't yeah. a conscience so it was weird to see that person just uh, kind yeah. of so close in, in the place where they make all their really bad decisions it was pretty grim and it is strange sitting there all the time 
in a room full of people that you're used to despising and being honest, you know, you're used to, before you get elected, you think of them as real villain mm -hmm. characters um, and you know that they've done so much harm, but you almost have to suspend that partly when you're in there because you've got to be civil to people. You've got to call people honourable, mm -hmm. whether you like it or yeah. not, mm -hmm. and you have to behave yourself. And I get, I understand that, you know, it's the only way that the place can operate, mm -hmm. I guess, but it's, it's a really, really strange feeling i noticed as well is it does it always look that wee like does it look wee to you because when I, I was surprised yeah. at how tiny it was so was i the first time i went in and and it's not you know it's not big enough yes. for every mp mm -hmm. but yes I, I was in it thinking the first time i went in i thought this is it because it looks so much bigger on tv mm. um but yeah you know i always feel that it's tiny and i noticed is it always the case that there's only ever like two labor members sitting in the <laughs> I know it's I know it's really I know it's probably really pathetic <laughs> to say like there's only like there's only like three of them in. No. Um, I mean I suppose proportionately the SNP's best unless it's an English only uh, debate, the SNP is better than most than any of the other parties in terms of the proportion of our members who will sit through a debate and support each other and everything and listen to the debate. To be fair, um you can still watch the debate while you're at your desk working. Um, because you can watch it on TV and I do that a lot um, so you know you've got so many other things to do um, no the time to see the place full up is Prime Minister's questions which mm -hmm. obviously it was the day after the day after yep. mm -hmm. yeah but um, that's the time to see everyone and then it's absolutely packed and it's standing room only and did you have a special visitor for PMQs I did is that for a leading question <laughs> Oh, well done. Um, yeah, I, well, on Tuesday night, I went to Glasgow School of Art, had uh, an event over at Dover House. I suppose it was the Scotland office mm. was hosting it. Um, and they'd invited some of us to go along and I went along to hear about how their thingy was getting on, their rebuilding mm -hmm. was getting on. And uh, I met Gerard Burns, the artist, mm -hmm. uh, Gerard and Ellen Burns, Ellen is Jared's wife, obviously, and I met them. And um, now Ellen was flying home the next morning, but Jared was staying on until the following day. So I said, "Why don't you come to PMQs?" Um, and so he was he was really up for it, and he came along, and it was quite funny because everybody then wanted to take him for coffee, and I thought, "Oh well, fine, I got you into PMQs. You go and have coffee with Patrick Greedy and Alex Salmond and all these other people." No, I'm only kidding. No, it was fine. No, because I was uh, meeting somebody else. No, it was great. So he came um, and uh, had a really good time. Um, and but you. You you know Gerard Burns. Well, don't you? He, he probably knows me as Maguire. Um, <laughs> he's one of two teachers who've given me detention. So yeah, and, Ge and Gerard Burns' previous life, he gave me detention. So Gerard, that's, um, how could you do that? I think I made it one of his paintings in the background sullenly with a detention slip. <laughs> Be beautifully painted. But yes, that was, that was, that would, it would be interesting if we were there on the same day. That would have been that fun. Like, been so Mr. Funny. Burns, do you remember me? No. <laughs> No, Maguire. No, I Maguire, don't sit I don't. down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in terms of that, the debate that, that I was kind of lucky enough to sit in on the uh, investigative investigatory powers bill, it was um, it was voted through, which mm -hmm. I've noticed. Which was, uh, suddenly the place came alive, and all the MPs who are like you're saying probably watching it from different places come in and voted it through. Which I think is that not a bit of a, a bit of a shame that it's been voted through because it doesn't seem to have been. Yeah, it uh, is a bit of a shame, <laughs> and, uh, and the amendment uh, that that we voted for didn't get through. But it's not much of a surprise. It's, it's just you know, 
it's just how it happens down there. But you will have noticed, um, as you said, all the MPs suddenly appearing out the woodwork. Mm -hmm. So you will have noticed how utterly ridiculous it is, that voting system. Yeah. Now they've all got to come into the chamber and then go up the stairs, then go out the chamber, then stand in the lobbies. You won't have seen that bit. Stand in the lobbies, stand in the bit that has your name and it's all in alphabetical order. Go through, give your name. Um, now, what is it you have to do? You have to, you have to bow your head, and that is so that your hat falls off. And they can. This is an old thing, right? Right. Okay. And nobody really bows their head, actually. Well, maybe they do. Maybe it's just me that doesn't. <laughs> you bow your head so that your hat falls off, so that the teller can tell if you are the MP or if you're the MP's assistant, because that's what they used to do in the old days. Oh, right. The men, and it was mainly men folk, mm -hmm. would sit in the bar and they would send an assistant and they would wear their hat um, to cover it. So now, then you had to take the hat off just to prove that you were actually How sad MP. is that, that a rule was introduced or a custom was introduced <laughs> to make sure it was still you? I think it was introduced a couple of hundred years ago. Well, but um, yeah, the place suddenly turned into a party. Everyone mm. just powered through the chamber and went through. But the whole process took ages for the vote. Um, and I know in the Scottish Parliament, I think it is, they do it in tablets, don't they? Or there's a, there's a kind of you bet style button on the, on yeah, the desk they do yeah, it. Yeah, it's but... just straight in front of you at your desk. Um, at your desk in the chamber, mm -hmm. that is. And it takes a couple of minutes. Um, Mary Black was on um, Peston, I think it was, and she was talking about it and she said it takes 20 minutes per vote. So if you get four votes... You know, it just takes so long. It's, but uh, I, I said to a doorkeeper once, the doorkeepers are brilliant. That was the men in the fancy outfits. Yep, who, was, who was eyeballing me throughout? <laughs> That's because I told him to keep an oh, eye right, on okay. you and make sure you didn't heckle anybody. I thought it was because I had the hard hat still on from the other. <laughs> um, but I told him, I said to a doorkeeper once, it's ridiculous, you know, why do we have to go through the voting lobbies? And he said, oh no, but it's really helpful to you. He said, if you think about it, this is it, just when I had just got elected. He said, if you think about it, when you're going through the voting lobbies, that's probably the only time that you'll be standing side by side with a government minister and you can lobby them. And I said, honestly, how many times do you think I'll be standing in the same lobby as yes. a government minister? Because mm -hmm. you either go through the eyes or the mm -hmm. nose. Um, and I don't, I don't know if it's ever happened. I don't know if I've ever gone through the same lobbies as the government. And is it, is it the time for it? It's like, oh, excuse me, like chasing after someone. Oh, like it no, well, I would if um, if they were if they were there. I would kind of I mean, I yeah. But then lots of other people would be doing it as well. Mm -hmm. now, and you held an event with the Waspy Women and yes. Mary Black. So how did that session go? It was really good. Um, it was in Postle Park. Um, basically, what we were trying to do, a number of women had come to different surgeries or I bumped into people in the street who wanted to talk to me about this issue about the state pension inequality. Um, well, the equalisation of the state pension yep. age, but, you know, the, the issues over not being told that they're mm -hmm. going to have to work all these extra years, blah, 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 and not having enough time to make plans, proper plans. So, so many people had spoken to me about it that I thought it'd be really good to bring people together. And Christine, um, who volunteers one day a week in my office, I, you know, our initial contact was because of that, because she spoke to me about that very issue. And we thought it might be quite a good idea if we brought together women in Glasgow Northeast um, who could start getting involved in some of the stuff that the WASPI campaign was doing and just support that campaign. So basically, um, we we did. Uh, people told other people about it. We had a lot of people from out with the constituency, but that doesn't matter. That's good. I mean, somebody came from Dumfries. And yeah, so yeah, it went really well. Um, 
we spoke, myself and Mary spoke, and Mary has obviously been leading on this along with Ian Blackford, uh, the MP for Sky. And um, so we've been uh, <laughs> rudely interrupted by Tinkerbell's Tinkerbell nudging again. me. She's tapping me. <laughs> she has this thing with her paw where she just taps me on the hand to let me know that she's wanting my attention. It's just a bit odd. Anyway, so we um, waspy. Yes, yeah, so Mary, along with Ian Blackford, has been leading on it. So Mary's speech was absolutely brilliant because she knows the detail of it all, and she's been working on it all along. And um, uh, then Christine also spoke, and Christine, as I say, is going through this, mm. and uh, it was really good to hear her story because it is so unfair what's happening to them, totally unfair. So it was great to hear that and question and answer session, and then they had, you know, got into groups and talked about how we could, you know, contribute to the campaign, um, and it was, uh, it was, it was great. It was really good day. Well, you mentioned Christine there. I interviewed Christine. So I've got a little clip with a 10 minutes chat with Christine about WASPY and, and the work she's doing and how people can get involved. So yep. let's listen to Christine. Brilliant. I'm here in Anne McLaughlin's surgery office, I suppose you would call it. Yes, that's yeah. exactly right. And I'm here, you can ask the voice of Christine. Hi, Christine. Hi, Jerry. Now, Christine, you are heavily involved in WASPY. That's correct. Now, can you tell me and the listeners at home, what is WASPY? Give a bit of background to it. Well, WASPY, the initials actually stand for nothing to do with bees and wasps. It stands <laughs> for the women's, Women Against State Pension Inequality. What it basically is, is that a lot of women, um, the legislation um, was set in place in 1995 to equalise women and men's um, pensionable age to 65. We didn't have a problem with that because, you know, it's fine. We're quite fit and healthy at 65 too. So that was all right. And uh, they brought the act and everything was all set up in 1995 to come into play in 2020. So... But what the Tory government did, unfortunately, in 2010, when they came in, um, they put in place another le um, parliamentary legislation in 2011 to bring that forward by nine years. So we all basically dropped off a cliff. Couldn't believe it, um, because basically we weren't entitled to our, um, you know, uh, any state pension at the, my age just now, 60, 61. Um, it was really quite a frightener. And um, and it's unfair. There's a UK-wide uh, uh, campaign. It was just, I think, about five ladies in England that set it up because, as we said, we never got time to plan. Some people might have wanted to stay longer in their jobs, which they would have been entitled to do because of to work to 66 now. I have to work to 66 after being born in 1955. So we could have stayed on, you know, or even maybe just part-time or something just to be able to have a bit of income. Um, and that's where the, the, the inequality comes in. And I found it very, very difficult um, because at my age, going back out to work and having had to sign on the brew, and as I say, I say that in inverted commas, I found it uh, very distressing. Although I'm a part qualified accountant, um, I was going for interviews because you have to do that under the um, job seeker scheme or universal credit, which is in my ward where I work, live. Um, Springburn is a universal credit rollout you could say, test um, town for this universal credit, which is really, really in disarray. Um, they try their best, and quite a lot of the people I deal with are, are like compadres, if you know what I mean, um, and they just put shake their heads. So much so, 
that um, they keep constantly asking me to go for interviews for DWP jobs, as I could run rings around them. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, as I say, I found myself becoming very depressed when I was getting rejected time after time after time for jobs, because it's obvious that um, they needed people younger, and of course I was 60. I was advised by my young son to go along and see Anne McLaughlin, um, my MP, and I did that, and she was absolutely wonderful. And she put me in touch with the WASPy thing, um, but she also wanted to try and have a focus group here as well in the in the northeast, um, uh, you know, Glasgow northeast, because she was coming across more and more people, more and more ladies, if we can put it that way, in my situation. So we set up um, an information day, which was on Saturday, the 29th, which was absolutely wonderful. It was held in uh, Saracen Street and Mary Black, the young um, SNP um, MP, came along. She's actually a sort, of min a sort of a spokesman on the SNP side for pensions. And she's great, considering she's only about 22. She was absolutely fabulous and very, very well aware of her campaign. She's very proactive with the government, pressure, pressure, pressure. Um, because, as I say, um, when this legislation was brought in um, earlier, and when she and the, everybody saw the, the unfairness of it, and um, you know, and also the fact that we were told that there was an um, announcement of it, would you believe, in magazines and newspapers, which is just dreadful. No, hardly any of us got a DWP letter. So, number one, I don't buy the magazines because I don't know half the people that are in them. And I, have, and I want all the makeup and clothes in them. And secondly, I read online. I don't buy newspapers. So what cheek? <laughs> I think that's I think that's really important for for me in the past when WASP was coming to prominence and I wasn't too sure about it. I think that it's really key that that what WASP are trying to achieve. It's not that you're are necessarily against the equalisation of the age. Absolutely not. It's the fact that they've sort of done it today. Yes. No one's no one's had the time to financially plan. Like you're saying, exactly. you're, you've got a, you've got a plan for your career, maybe, and, uh -huh. and like you're saying, you're in a position now where maybe you're kind of caught short in a career, and you need to kind of fill a gap, and it's becoming harder it is for, for so. people to get jobs for what employers know are maybe three, four, five years for for certain folks. So I think that's 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 really important. It's it's the it's again, it's not equalisation. It's just how quickly. How this is, and you're saying how candidly to sort of say it's in the magazines. It's, it's in the magazines, yeah. exactly. But that's why we feel it's an inequality. It's very unfair. But on Saturday, there was great information came forward um, as regards to all. Um, Mary enlightened the ladies in the audience that were all there and Anne too. And um, what they're saying is they're going to, um, it was be actually, if I can just digress a wee bit, um, we've all paid into, um, uh, you know, a crowdfunding, I think was what you call it, to take the government to court. So we've got um, a big, huge, fancy firm of lawyers in London, and they are and uh, they are uh, challenging the legislation because of the way it was done. Newspapers, magazines—I don't think so. No, not necessarily something important like that. And I don't know if you're aware, obviously, the the situation that happened yesterday with people challenging the Brexit vote. Are you aware of that, Jeff? Yes, yeah, when that they guess, did yeah. that. So it's actually. You know, it's given us hope as well because these lawyers have taken it all on board. It's unfair to bring legislation in like that, which, you know, um, and, and the government can be challenged. So that's WASPy that's doing that. The other thing is um, what came up is the SNP commissioned a report um, regarding what much it cost for this each, you know, uh, period, these amount of women. And they have come up with the sums of eight billion pounds. That's how much it would be to do a small transi transitional bridging pension 
until the ages of 65, 66 or 67 to try and do something like that. That would suit me, Jerry, because I really honestly don't see myself, much as I love 16-year-olds, I don't feel, and 20-year-olds, to go along to the brew, as it were. And I feel... I've contributed to my country, the infrastructure of it, you know, and I feel um, I'm quite happy to help to have helped them out of my taxes and my my national insurance. But as I say, I would like to um, have a wee bit more justice for us because when we wrote to the DWP, each WASPy woman did, and we got personal replies, and the reply was, "Oh dear, the your national insurance contributions wasn't a savings fund. It's going to pay for for pensioners just now." And I went back with, well, that's all very well, that's great. What about rich pensioners like Alan Sugar, Philip Green, Mick Jagger? Get them to give me their pension. And I did use an expletive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's like a hallmark of, um, of many preceding Tory government. That this would have been possible. This, like you're saying, this would have been an OK thing to do. There's a transitional timetable for it to course, work and not yes, to hurt, not to hurt people. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um, to do it overnight is really, really grim. That's and it. so... So we're here in Anne's constituency yes, office today. Yes. So what is your involvement in WASPI you know, with Anne and, and, and maybe Well, um, as I say, we did on Saturday get, and that's what I'm processing just now, we had lots of, um, uh, you know, all the ladies signed in with their emails and, and, and contact details. Plus we had big flip charts up, which, um, you know, covered all sorts of things, all their points, all the how it's affected them. And I'm just collating or compiling that um, and to get you know to put a report together about it and to see where we want to take it from there because as I say on Saturday it wasn't just um, people in Glasgow North East Ward there were ladies from Bishop Briggs and you know actually quite a lot of ladies I noticed from Bishop Briggs quite a few BHS girls because what's happened to them you know they've maybe worked in BHS, BHS a few of them 20 years and then maybe like 59 now can't even access this pension that they paid into from when they were like you know 40 so a lot of that and what I'm going to do although Bishop Briggs isn't in our award what we will do I just want to be a bit of a conduit um, to to approach our ladies even if that does mean doorstepping just asking them how they're doing about it do they want to join the WASPy campaign because the more people we get to sign the petitions the more pressure that goes on the government we'll, we'll good chance of getting this reversed. So if people are interested in getting involved with WASPy either because uh-huh. they're affected or because they feel passionately about it, how can people do that? How can people well, get involved? Well, a lot of the WASPy thing you can go straight on to um, their Facebook page. But quite a lot of women, you know, I, I personally am not a great Facebook person, so I've had to join Facebook. I did, I was in it and I didn't like it, but I had to go back on to it to be in WASPy. So what we're going to try and do is possibly, you know, do a, a, an Anne's website, you know, um, have a wee bit there for me um, if they want to contact me by email and I'll have a chat. And even things like, as I say, I just want to be a conduit because you don't want the WASPy girls to feel that I'm going off at a tangent or anything like that. But I'm even quite happy to give them advice if they need it in our ward, if they need a lift to the rallies that we're going to go to, so be it. Because the WASPy ladies, it's all things like, um, you know, they do a lot of things with campaigning and lobbying parliament and stuff like that you know wearing purple bras and all that so, so it's just that so just, it's just that kind of thing and it's just really that because I felt good when I contacted my MP and that was Anne and she and it really made a difference to me and coming here and working on a voluntary basis uh, once a week you know I've been said I'm competent and whatever it's made a big difference for me Jerry you know it's nice to work in an office environment again answer phones and uh, do whatever you know so that's been good 
you know, that's been excellent. Well, that's brilliant. So if anyone listening has been affected, if you check out Waspy on Facebook. On Facebook, or even if you go on to Anne, you know, our yep. website. Um, sorry, we don't have the, um, just I'll Google in Anne McLaughlin. I'll put the link yeah. in the show notes. And also as well, I, I'm going to, because quite a lot of times people, they don't have um, access to the internet or they're not great on it. Maybe the kids are on it all the time. And it's really just, um, we're going to try and target um, those people, uh, those ladies, Personally, I will anyway, and uh, and then move them forward on on Waspy, or even just if they need, just to download, and you know, I'm fed up with this. Need money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's great, Christine. Thanks for your time. No problem. Thank you. So, and tomorrow you're going down to London. I am. You are. And what is um? You've got something exciting on tomorrow. Something about kind of nail biting. I'm not going down tomorrow, I'm going down tonight on the sleeper. Uh, but yes, uh, well, no, I don't know if I've got something exciting on tomorrow. What I know is that at half past two, uh, which is when the Parliament sits from half two till half ten on a Monday, um, at half past two, I will find out if anyone has submitted and successfully had uh, successfully submitted an urgent question or if the government's making a written statement on anything to do with justice and home affairs. So it's my turn tomorrow to be the front bench for justice and home affairs. Um, So at half two, I'll know if there's any questions related or statements related to that. And if there is, at half past three, I will be speaking about whatever it is. And it could be anything at all. There was was one day, actually, um, there was a question... Was that a question? I know there was one last week, but a few months ago there was an urgent question on Orgreave, the Battle of Orgreave, and, and, and I'm thinking, Orgreave? What was Orgreave again? And of course, when I looked it up, I remembered exactly mm-hmm. what it was because I lived through it in the 80s, but um, yeah, it, it could be on absolutely anything and you've got like an hour. I mean, we have researchers and they'll yeah, help. Yeah. But, but it's a bit lucky dip. It is a bit lucky So, you, so what, will you be reading from your notes, do you think, for that answer if you have to give one? <laughs> It depends what it is. I mean, I suppose, I mean, there's unlikely to be an urgent question on the situation in Cali, soon as the jungle has now closed down. Um, but if there was, I wouldn't, I don't suppose I would need notes for yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So it depends how much I know about the particular topic. But yes, it's, it's quite, I don't often have, to, uh, well, I, I, I share the duties with other people. Uh, I don't often, uh, I haven't often had an urgent question or a statement to respond to within a couple of, within an hour. Mm-hmm. Um but when I have, it's it's both uh, terrifying and exhilarating. And when you've done it, you're like, yes, I did it. And, and and to answer your question, effectively, you could actually just read out. Somebody could write something for you mm-hmm. and you could just read out from it. So it's not like anyone's going to be interrupting you and asking you questions. Right, it's okay. not that kind uh-huh. of thing. But, but it still must be quite quite interesting. Different type of response. Usually you're working yeah. away in a, a casework or something, but to have a kind of quick turnaround must be yeah. quite exciting. It is, it is quite exciting. And also when you've submitted a, uh, an urgent question, it's extremely rare for the SNP to be granted an urgent question, I have to say. Um, but uh, you still submit them in the hope that you will be granted, if it's something really relevant. Um, so then you just don't know. So you've got to prepare for it because you're then taking the lead. You've got the longer statement. You're the one questioning the government. You're the one interrupting them and asking them for more information. So you really have to be prepared and know your stuff. And so you do all that and it might not get taken and it is almost never taken. Uh, It's always some some of the other parties that get accepted. I think we've had it twice in a year and a half. They've taken one of our urgent questions. But it keeps us on our toes. Yes. 
keeps you sharp. Yeah. Anyway, and that's us at the end of another episode of Parliamental. Oh, oh no. Again, if you at home, if you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can contact us on Twitter at Parliamental Pod, on Facebook, search for Parliamental, and via email at parliamentalpodcast at gmail.com. Again, please subscribe to us on iTunes and leave a review if you like the show. And I'll be back in a fortnight with another episode. Yeah, definitely. So thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.